Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. We are Heather and Katie, owners of Barpath Fitness, here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. Today, we have a Q&A podcast. All right, so you know the drill. We have three questions. And if you want to ask us questions, join our Facebook group, Stronger Than a Boyfriend. Hit us up on the social meds at Barpath Fitness. And yeah, cool. Yeah. Get into it. All right. Question one is long. So buckle in. Okay. <laughs> this was an actual question though. So I want to give the person like their full full description here. Okay. What do you mean actual question? <laughs> Someone I mean, they're it. all actual questions. Yeah. But I mean, this is literally like word for word. Yeah. Yeah. The whole one. Like the whole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways. Okay. It's <laughs> not like we do like fake questions. <laughs> we do fake questions. Yeah. All, all right. Time. So word for word. All right. How do you support a mindset shift from exercising to burn calories to exercising for strength and performance? I'm attempting to shift from circuit style training to heavy lifting and I'm stuck with the thought of reduced energy expenditure during lifting due to longer rest periods, not as many reps and not being able to go hard as many days per week. Yeah, this is just the classic messaging of the fitness industry that you have to burn, 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 right? And you have to realize that building muscle is what burns more calories at rest, right? So if you're just focusing on burning calories, burning calories, you're not building muscle, you're most likely doing cardio or circuit training or whatever, which is essentially cardio. And your body will adapt to that. So you will have to do more and more of that over time to continue to burn the calories, right? So you can't go off your fitness trackers, you can't go off of whatever the machine you're on says, it's not accurate. Your body is an adaptation machine. So that's another, it's another important point to keep in mind that your body will adapt to the the stimulus you're giving it. So if you're just giving it a bunch of cardio, you will have to continue to do more to burn the same amount of calories, okay? Yeah, and going off the the comment about like the fitness trackers, right? So like mm-hmm. these fitness trackers, um, we did a po- we did a couple podcasts. Yeah. On this. First and foremost, listen to the body you want will take ten years because that is a good episode. I think that everyone should listen. Yes, to that that's one. a really good yeah. one. And then also we did an episode on uh, was it wearables? Yeah, or, wearables. Like I we, think wearable technology. We compared different wearables and just we went over them in general. How yeah. they're not accurate. We talked about how they calculate calorie burn. Um, yeah. but just so you know, it's not super accurate, like Katie said. But but your body also adapts to whatever stimulus you give it. So if you're doing a bunch of circuit training, your body will burn less calories while you do the same activity over time. Yeah. Right? So even though your watch is telling you you're burning the same, you're not. Yes. So in yes. resting is crucial for intensity for your lifts too. So if we're going back to the point where m- building muscle burns more calories at rest. So the more, the more muscle you have, the less you have to do <laughs> and you can eat more too, which is fun. So resting, again, is crucial for intensity for your lifts, right? So in the more intensity that you bring, the more muscle you'll build, which means the more, like I said, the more calories you'll burn at rest without having to do a ton of extra work. It's a win, win, win. Yeah, totally. So yeah, like you, it's just, I feel like I'm pretty sure this was a woman who asked this question, which again, it's just the classic, the marketing in the fitness where everything is burn, burn, burn. Right. Yeah. So and we're, we feel like we have to. We have to. We yeah. Have to be smaller and we have to yeah. burn things off and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. And worrying, worrying about the calorie burn isn't sustainable. Right. Like I can't imagine going to ev- into every workout thinking, oh my gosh, I have to burn 500 calories today. And if you burn 400, you're a failure. Like that's mm-hmm. just silly. And again, it's those, the trackers aren't accurate. You're just creating more stress on yourself when working out should almost should be a stress relief, right? You should do it, get some energy out, focusing on lifting weights. And yeah. And, you can do cardio, but really, if you want to, what burns the most calories is moving more throughout your day. That's what's most important. So 
let's say you're burning 500 calories in your circuit training or whatever, and you switch to heavy strength workouts and you burn, okay, one to 200 calories, right? These are just arbitrary numbers. But if you move more throughout your day, you will end up burning the 300 calories you need and more, right? So again, they're all arbitrary numbers, but you can see what I mean. I think I was listening to another podcast and it, they, they were talking about the research on NEAT, which is non-exercise, non Exercise activity thermogenesis. Yeah, I always fuck that one up. Um, So that's just basically what you're doing throughout your day. And the numbers are pretty crazy, pretty staggering as far as how many calories you can actually burn just from moving more throughout your day. That includes fidgeting, kind of moving around in your chair, walking, etc., cleaning, whatever. And I think, and I don't know what who this was based off of, but I'm sure it was a probably a average height male but it was like 1800 extra calories a day just from moving a lot throughout the day, wow. which is pretty significant, right? So if you're a small female, maybe, maybe it's like 1000 to 1200, mm-hmm. again, arbitrary numbers, but that's still a significant amount. So if you just focus on moving more throughout your day and yeah. worry about building muscle, you're burning more calories at rest. And then the, just the extra movement that you're doing, you're going to burn those calories. So you're going to be fine. You don't have to add a bunch of cardio or worry about the calorie burns. So. Yeah. One of the things that frustrated me about the like the fitness app on Apple or whatever, because I heard all my friends were like, oh, I have to close my move ring. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Closing a ring. But it's the, the way you set the goal is calories. Yeah. It's so I tried silly. to set a step goal, but it, it only lets you set like a calorie goal. That's really silly. Yeah, I just... I get it, like the gamification of it, but it's just silly because it's not how it works. Like your body, the body and the metabolism is so complex. So your body's always tried to trying to stay in maintenance mode. It doesn't want too many swings, you know, up or down or whatever. So it's going to adapt and try to it's going to pare down your metabolism if you're just constantly going for the burn Mm -hmm. because you're that just that's telling me you're just doing cardio. Your body doesn't want you to do cardio all the time. So it's going to slow your metabolism down so that you can survive. It thinks you're running away from a tiger at all times of the day. So anyways, yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Question two. Should my protein intake remain the same even on my off days from training? Absolutely. Yes. So you want to optimize muscle growth as you're recovering on your off days, right? So I would argue that you could you potentially may even may need even more on your off days and that's probably splitting hairs but you're not you're not having that stimulus in your muscles where it's like oh like your body's like okay this is happening i need to build muscle right but the recovery pl- you 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 need the you need you need to keep keep your protein high no matter what yeah the so, protein is how the recovery happens exactly so and I get it. Some people differ as far as appetite on training days versus off days. Some people have higher appetites. Some people have lower. Regardless, you should still be aiming for the same amount of protein, right? I think, Heather, I know for you, when you deadlift, you're usually hung, like starving the next day. Yeah, I am. Yeah. So that's usually how it works. And that's just, that's just telling, telling you like your body's recovering. You definitely want to feed it the proteins, the building blocks of muscles, right? And strength. So yeah. Yeah, it's, if, if you're going to cycle anything, I would say it should not be the protein macronutrient, right? Yeah. Like it could be carbs is one of the main. Th- I see a lot of people do that. Like they'll cycle carbs on days they don't train. They may not have as much carbs. Well, yeah, that makes sense just because right. you want to give yourself enough energy to yep. do the actual lift. So, yep. yeah, you can go lower carb that day if you're not moving as much right. and you're not training. That's fine. But definitely but keep mess with protein. Do, yeah. Never mess with protein. Honestly, just it, every single day, try to keep it consistent in that optimal range because there are going to be days where you're not going to hit it but right. if you're right. aiming for it every single day you will be in a really good spot because those days that you don't hit it will be few and far between totally and the more days you have hitting 
your protein intake, your optimal protein intake, I should say, the more muscle you're going to build. So yeah, yeah. totally. Okay, cool. Last question. I want to lose weight. How can I go about being in a calorie deficit without obsessing over calories? So hmm. my biggest, this is tricky. I would just, I would say don't go into a deficit if you're not in the spot mentally to track calories yeah, because agreed. that's what I feel like this person is saying. Maybe they're not, maybe they don't mean that as far as like tracking calories equals like obsessing over yeah, them. Maybe they just don't have time. Maybe they don't have time. Yeah. I it, it, I guess it just depends on what they mean right. by obsessing because some people think that tracking calories is obsessing over calories and I highly disagree with that. Mm-hmm. But if they're like, they're trying to track, but then they're so busy, they can't really get it in and now they're kind of stressing about it. Yeah. That might be in that quote unquote obsessing range, but I guess we can give a few options yeah, to totally. not stress about it, I should say, versus obsessing. So you can try try doing smaller portions of your meals of what you'd normally eat or cutting out the carb source from one of your regular meals in order to cut calories, right? Maybe on one of your off days from training, cut the carb source, right? You don't need the ener- as much energy that day. So that would be a good day to do it. You could also eliminate any drinks with calories. And yes, that's it, a big one for me. Yeah, like eliminate um, eliminate snacks in general too. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. you have three meals and two snacks, well, if you want to cut calories, just cut out your snacks and you're mm-hmm. still eating three good meals. Make sure you're getting enough protein. But yeah, that's a, that's a great yeah, one. I think if you're not going to track, you have to be really consistent with your food. Yeah. Right? Like if you're going to track, you can pretty much eat all kinds of stuff. I mean, obviously always stay as close to whole foods and healthy things yeah. as you can. But like, you know, you can like really play around with your food if you're going to track because you're tracking the actual macros and the, and the calories. But if you're not going to track, the best thing to do is be really, really regular with the way that you eat because then you know if you cut something out, it's going to have an impact. Yeah. Right? That- and that's not... I mean, that's not the most fun, nor is it maybe the best for your mental health. But like if tracking is also not the best for your mental health, like that's where it's like it's hard, right? Yeah, it just I guess it also it really just depends on where you're at with your food. So if you're just eating, let's just say the standard American diet, if you just clean it up and eat more whole natural foods, you're going to be in a natural calorie deficit. You definitely won't have to stress. But if you're oh, I eat healthy but you know, maybe you're not eating enough protein. Maybe you're just not getting enough of the right foods that you need, Mm. et then you'll probably, it, tracking is inevitable, okay? Like, I know people think that they can be intuitive with it, but let's be honest, you can't because there are a lot of emotions that are attached to foods. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to be intuitive with it. Just like when you eat dinner, most of the time people know, okay, this is nighttime, I want dessert. So like, is that an intuitive feeling or is that just what you want, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to do that. Mm-hmm. So tra- if you want to lose body fat, you're most likely going to have to track your food and you don't have to do it forever either. Right. It's mostly yeah. just people think that they're, this is the one that gets me all the time is people think that they're eating a lot of protein, but then I ask them exactly what they're eating on a regular basis. And they're having like two eggs for, for breakfast. And they're having like a salad with probably three to four ounces of chicken on it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe they're having like half a chicken breast for dinner. I'm like, that is nowhere near right. the amount of protein that you need. Right. So but if they don't track, they wouldn't know that. So if they're not, yes, it's tedious. Like if you're not weighing and measuring your food, you're never going to know. And it's something that you have to do initially. And eventually you can learn like, oh, I know about how, or I know what a, a serving size of chicken chicken breast looks like. So then you can do it more intuitively as you go. But even for me, who's been tracking for years upon years, I still shoot the shit on a lot of things. Like yeah. I, I overestimate things and I underestimate certain foods. So it's really hard to be spot on with being in a deficit of calories if you're not tracking. Right. 
But right. and it does add up over time. And so there's that human error, right? Like if you're not tracking, but even if you even if you are tracking, we talked about in another podcast how there is a certain percentage of error just in the estimates. So like yeah. if you're if you're even if you're like weighing and measuring your food and you're going by, you know, the nutrition label or whatever, like there's still an error in how they came up with that number. So like you add that to human error. Yeah. And then you add that to not tracking at all. Like over time, it can really add up. Yeah. So that's why it's really hard to see results when you're like, well, I'm doing everything right. I'm just not tracking, but I know this is what I'm eating. And it's like, mm, yeah. there's a lot of error there. So maybe not. Yeah. You know? And and if you're eating processed food or I wouldn't say processed but if you're eating foods out of packages the FDA allows up to like 20% yeah, error that, I think that's that. what we talked about in one of those podcasts, so yeah. that's also part of it I mean but the thing with the thing with tracking is that even with this error you're seeing a consistent routine with your food over time so you're seeing how you consistently eat so if you're generally around 2,000 calories and x amount of protein and you okay let's say you are eating some foods from a package and you know you're allowing for that error in the other foods well at least you're seeing us what what you're normally doing mm-hmm. so it will help you get a, a trend over time but you're not really going to know that if you're just kind of guessing and trust me i feel like i've had people who have like almost tried to add up their calories in their head as they go throughout the day and i'm like mm-hmm. that is just it's so completely inaccurate you're never going to remember some people yeah. I'll, some people don't even remember what they had for breakfast. They're like, oh, I think I had like some cream cheese on my bagel or whatever, but they don't actually know. Yeah. So I can do that for protein. Like I'm really good at doing that for protein. And yeah. then I'll go at the end of the day and I'll track it and I'll hit my protein. But for the other macronutrients, no, I'm always no off. idea. I'm always off. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> like you can just try smaller portion sizes, but I just feel like tracking is, is a really good tool. And also if you're not, if you're in a spot where you think you're obsessing over calories, you should work on this first before you decide to put yourself in a deficit because you're going to be hungrier and you're going to think about food more when you're in a constant state of hunger. So this would be really hard to stick to if you're already feeling like you're obsessing over right. the calories. Yeah. So I, I guess, again, we would just need to know where your head is at when you say obsessing because, yes. you know, like I said, some people think tracking calories means obsessing, which eh, if you just are not wanting to do that, then try to just eat whole natural foods, try to eat as much protein as you can. You don't have to necessarily track your calories. Like if you're eating mostly whole foods and really, really, you know, making sure you're aware of the amount of protein you're getting at every meal, you're probably in a really good spot and you'll probably just naturally stay at a good, healthy body fat percentage. Right. But again, there's that we talked about it in the the what I don't remember what it's called the how to get shredded or why not to be shredded podcast to be to look like that if that's what you don't look like there is literally no way you can do that without tracking your food and that's like that that's getting into the unhealthy healthy side of things anyways so if you want to get leaner and you're like you don't want to track calories but then you're saying I don't know why I'm not seeing any results well I need to know the numbers like yes quality matters but in when it comes down to it if you're still eating more than you're burning or if you're still around hovering around maintenance, you're not in a deficit. So you're not going to lose any body fat. So, yeah, I think yeah. the most important answer to this question is a follow up question, right? Like, where, yeah, are you exactly. st- where are you starting from and what do you mean by obsessing? Yeah, Those I just two. feel like we try to cover all the yeah. bases here, like what <laughs> yeah. the possible scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I just feel like people obsess about being in a deficit and getting leaner too much in general anyways. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe just kind of see where you're at with things and maybe it's time for you to focus on building. Yes. <laughs> I, I know we're going the complete opposite direction, <laughs> but, 
But I just feel like the way that this question is worded, I feel like maybe it's time for this person to start focusing on building, fueling their body and actually building some muscle and seeing how strong they can get and all the cool things that their body can do. And sure, you can cut the fat later to be easier to be in a deficit. But I don't know. I just feel like this is this is a slippery slope for everyone. Yeah. Being in a deficit and yeah, tracking the calories. But totally. Anyways. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So those were our three questions. If you want to ask us questions, join our Stronger Than Your Boyfriend Facebook group or hit us up on the social meds. Like I said in the beginning Mm -hmm. at Bar Pet Fitness on Instagram. We should get back on TikTok for sure. Yes. You you can also respond to our newsletter. Like if That's you just true. hit reply, it'll actually just email us, which is kind of yeah. fun. Um, and these are all questions that people ask us. Sometimes we summarize them and sometimes we yeah. take what we did with question one and read the whole damn thing. A real question. Yeah. <laughs> They're all real questions. Real I, just, I didn't summarize that one. And yeah. So it seemed really long. Yeah. I feel like all of those were important. But, or all the... All the yeah, I wanted to get all the stuff in but, that one. Yeah, and sure. if you like this podcast, please share it with all of your awesome and not awesome friends yes. and rate and review it. That yes. will really help get our And it is June when this podcast is coming out. Oh, right? yeah. Let's so talk about what's happening in June. June, we released our, uh, what should we call it, flagship program sure. called sure. Stronger. Mm-hmm. And we are discounting it. 50% off for the whole month of June because it's we're Pride gay. Month oh. and we're gay. <laughs> yes. And we want to do that because it's awesome and yes. we want to just yes. be- celebrate for Pride. So yes. if you want an awesome program to follow, yes. it will get you strong yes. as fuck, more mobile. You'll build some serious muscle. We've had some people doing it and they're seeing some pretty fucking cool results. Yes. So anyway, my biggest thing was it's Pride Month. And I think that a lot of people are like, well, how can I support? How can I support? There's a lot of ways you don't have to buy a 50% off program, but it is a great opportunity to buy it because I don't know when it will be 50% off yeah. again. Definitely not the rest of the year. And you, and get, you get it, get for it the rest. forever. Yeah. But you could also review and rate our podcast that because helps. it helps a small LGBTQ plus business get seen. And it's so, free. Yes. And it's free for you to do. If you're listening right now, just go into your podcast app and leave a little rating review. Thanks, friends. Peace out.